All right, good morning. Allow me a little bit of latitude. I've got three different screens I've got to switch through here, and the older I get, the less adept at this I am. Um, it's encouraging to hear Justin say that. Thank you. I, 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 <laughs> I love you, Justin. You are just, you really are. I want to edify you. That's not why I came up here, but you bring life. The Lord puts things in your heart and you speak gold and you do it unabashedly. Yeah, I love that. You do it with confidence. That's God confidence. That's him working through you in the lives of other people. I've experienced that grace in you. I've experienced the work God did through you to direct it to me sitting in a jail cell from those letters. So thank you. I just wanted you to know that. I didn't come up here to do that, but I appreciate that. Um, Because you are, I am. Um, Not for a minute was I forsaken. The Lord is in this place. So I was debating on whether or not I was supposed to share this this morning. I had prepared this uh, during the week this week, and I was was texting Karis like, I don't think today's the right day. And then we did that song, and I was like, okay, so today's the right day. Um, so I, I, yeah, bear with me. Cause like I said, I've got to go through a few things. So the Lord's really been dealing with my heart about something. Um, I shared a little bit about it last week about, uh, idolatry and what we make idols of in our lives. And at the time when I shared last week, I didn't think it really was applying to me right now. Uh, I, I felt like it was something the Lord had given me for the body to share with you guys and to, to strengthen and edify. But he showed me this week that I had really, really been dealing with it myself. And I wanted to, I wanted to share that with you. I wanted to be accountable to you. Um, and, uh, in that uh, share some other things the Lord has put on my heart this morning. Um, so I have been in a, for about the year and a half, about the last year and a half, I've been going to a, a group therapy and it's been pretty good. I, I, I never thought I would like therapy, but I am. the more I'm in it, the more I am a proponent that adults should be in some type of group therapy setting where they can have accountability and share with each other. Um, but the thing is, is that something happened in the last few weeks where I was forced, not by my own choice, not by my own desire, but I was forced to leave that group and join another one. And I was not happy about it. Uh, all signs pointed to the fact that this was going to be a better situation for me. It was going to be a healthier situation for me. There would be more of an opportunity for the Lord to do a work in my life in this new group. But I didn't want to go. And I didn't know why. And the Lord showed me this week, you're doing a lot of talking about idolatry, but you're not cleaning up your side of the street. See, comfort was my idol. I got comfortable, and I started, uh, I started allowing the Lord to show me my heart this week, and he showed me three or four different times during the seven years that I was gone, where, and I know this sounds ironic, but you can get comfortable there. You get comfortable in your position, you get comfortable in your, who you're hanging out with, and every single time, now, Karis, you were along for the ride for this, was there ever a time when I didn't get completely comfortable in the flesh, that he didn't move me. Every single time he swept in and said, you are not called to comfort. That's not what this is about. I can't use you 
the way I want to use you if you are just giving in to comfort. And I realize that comfort is an idol in my life. And he dealt with my heart this week, and I'm so grateful that he did. Um, so I was, I was thinking about that and, and spending some time with the Lord, and I realized, wow, idolatry and captivity are really the same thing. Because the more that I am giving time, the more that I am putting things in front of God and making them gods, I am in, literally enslaving myself to those things. I am choosing to put myself in those chains. And then I am complaining about why I'm miserable. And then uh, yesterday, Karis showed me this. I don't know how many of you know who Sean Bowles is. Um, he's a prophet. I, he's, I love reading his stuff, and Karis shares his stuff with me from time to time. But I want to share this with you. This, so while the Lord is dealing with us, and by the way, guys, I don't know about you, but the Lord speaks to me in very unconventional ways. Does anybody, anybody feel that way? Like, when I say unconventional, I can see a lot of Jesus in the Lion King. I see a lot of Jesus in crazy stuff, secular things. He speaks to me, song lyrics, movies, things, and I just hear his voice. And last night was one of those, uh, one of those moments, and I'm going to share that with you in a second. But this is what Sean Bowles had to say this week. Um, there is miraculous deliverance for addictions you have faced, even something you have tried over and over to stop. I was addicted to comfort, to being comfortable, to not being challenged. God has heard your cry, and he has been bringing you into a divine setup so you can maintain your freedom from this. He is sending you tools you need. Don't be stubborn, even if you have tried before. This is a season of finally overcoming. And he quotes Zechariah 9.12, Return to your fortress, you prisoners of hope. I love that. Prisoners of hope. Even now I announce that I will restore twice as much to you. And so when Karis shared that with me, I was like, all right, so there has to be a connection here. The Lord's dealing with me about idolatry. He's given me something to share with the body. And um, now this thing about captivity, being a prisoner of hope and, and being free from the chains. So I was like, but I don't see the connection, Lord. So last night, Karis and I were enjoying a nice, much-needed night in. And we were catching up on one of our favorite shows. Now, I am going to tell you what it is. I probably shouldn't. Uh, but it's okay, um, because the Lord speaks in mysterious ways. We were watching a show called Ted Lasso, uh, which is about an American soccer, football coach turned British soccer, British football, football coach, and uh, completely out of his element, fish out of water story. But I have found so much wisdom and truth in those episodes about the way life really works and even examples of God's love. So last night we're watching this episode. I'm like, okay, so how does idolatry and captivity, and we've been talking, the men have been talking a lot about humility. Where does this fit in? And then in this scene, this conversation between a father and son happens. And it said, the, the father looks at the son and he says, true humility is not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. And then it hit me. When our focus is on us in any way, in any shape, form, or fashion, it's idolatry. Because our focus is not on him. If I'm, if I'm looking at me and I'm saying, 
man, I, all right, I got to fix this. I've got to, I, me, I've got to fix. I've got to try. I've got to do better. My eyes need to be up there. I've got to turn to him and I've got to say, you work. You, you give me the grace for this situation. I can't produce grace for the situations that I need him. But I know who can. Because I'm a testimony that he does. He does. When I behave in ways. Now, guys, please, I'm, this is what the Lord gave me for you guys this morning. And I'm, this is me, my side of the street. When I behave in ways that are easily justifiable by saying, well, I'm doing the right thing. You ever been there? We talked about it this morning. Like, God, why are you hammering me? I mean, I'm, I'm trying. I'm doing good. I'm checking all the boxes. Right, Tom? We talked about that. I'm checking all the boxes, God. What's going on? I, I, I. It's idolatry. Because the focus is still on me. And not where it needs to be. Lord, thank you so much for revealing our hearts to us. Thank you for revealing our hearts to us. That's where freedom is. So here's the example the Lord gave me last night. And I ran this by Karis to make sure it was okay if I did this. So if my focus at home with Karis, and if any of you in here don't know, my wife is, she's next level. She's just something. Yeah. If my focus at home is only on keeping her happy, if that's my focus at home, I just want you to be happy, babe. I don't want you to be mad at me. That's still me focused. That's still me focused. Because I don't want to feel the painful emotions that her emotions bring. That's idolatry. I'll go a step further. If I say I'm Karis focused, I'm still in error because it's still about what I'm doing. Why am I doing those things? That, why I'm doing them is irrelevant at that point because my focus is not on him. So I'm effectually making an idol of her happiness. We do this in relationships. It's not just husband and wife. If I want my Aunt Melanie right there, I was going to say, you've been my aunt for a long, you've literally been my aunt for 47 years. So I, it, it's a weird thing, yeah. Let me tell you something about her. I, owe a, I don't think I've ever said this publicly. I owe a lot to my Aunt Melanie. I don't know if there's ever been a more, for no reason in the world, than to just love her nephews than she was. And her love, she showed her love in awesome ways for a kid. We had cool toys. We had cool snacks. And I got to listen to the music that I wasn't supposed to listen to when mom and dad would drop me off at home. So, Mel, I thank you for that. Thank you for Led Zeppelin. Thank you for ELO. God, a guy can only take so much Amy Grant and Sandy Patty, man. Whew. Thank you for Boston. Thank you for Boston. Holy cow, man.
But if I'm in a relationship with her and all I am trying to do is just keep her happy and not mad at me, that's still me focused. And that's what we get wrong. And that's what the Lord showed me this week. It's me focused. That's idolatry. And he wants to break. I believe he wants to break idolatry in this body. I know he does. I know he does. Because he can. There is something profound the Holy Spirit wants to do in this body. But he will wait. He'll wait until we let go of the things we have to let go of. He won't go away. He won't go away. There is a biblical precedent that he can be really quiet. 40 some odd years. He'll allow his people to wander and still give them things to guide them until we let go. And this is the heavy part. <laughs> where I stand in that, in that scenario, where I stand with Karis at that point, if she's mad at me, if she's happy with me, that's irrelevant. Because if I'm right before him, everything is in alignment. And if I'm right before him, I can't worry about how she feels about me. Because I've got to be right with him. And here's the thing, and this is what I'm guilty of. I have to be in alignment with him, whether or not Susan and Paul acknowledge it and pat me on the back. I've got to be okay with not getting any praise for doing what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> to quote the somewhat controversial comedian Chris Rock, he has this uh, stand-up where he used to say, I love it when people want credit for what they're supposed to do. I take care of my kids. You're supposed to take care of your kids. I pay child support. You're supposed to. I love my wife. You're supposed to. But why are we doing these things? It's idolatry if our focus is not on him because it's obedience to what he wants us to do. So in closing, how does this relate to freedom? So the Lord was just hammering me this week. Like I, I kept telling Karis, I was like, oh man, he's speaking. He's speaking. So how does this relate to freedom? Because there's no captivity present when he's first. I met the Lord. I'm not talking about the times I walked down the aisle. I'm not even talking about the times I got dunked in water. I'm not talking about the times that I fell out because I was the principal son and I felt like if I didn't fall out under the spirit, I would get, you know, like everybody looking at me like, what's wrong with him? I think I got saved. I said the prayer probably 12, 13 times in my life. I did all the things. I met the Lord in a prison cell in Beeville, Texas. It was the first time in my life that he was first. I didn't have access to a phone, to letters. It was just me and him. And I can tell you, uh, if you've never really had a come to Jesus moment, it is remarkable what he does when it's just him. And I got saved four years ago, maybe. That's when I met the Lord. That was my salvation experience. And I can tell you from that experience, there are no chains when he's first. When you see him and you hear him and you know that you are his, 
It doesn't matter where you are. It does not matter if you're in prison. It doesn't matter if you're not. You can be on a boat. You can be on a golf course. You can be in the most hellish situation of your life. But when he's first, you are free. There is freedom there. So how does that relate? Well, I can't be first and be humble. I can't be first and have humility. The only way I can have humility is if my roots are in the ground and he is the ground. And until I stop trying, stop fixing, stop relying on my own strength, stop doing the things, I'm going to keep hitting that wall. So my encouragement to you this morning, (laughs) this is crazy. Lift each other up, encourage each other, edify each other. (laughs) But stop trying to fix it yourself. Stop trying to fix it because you can't. You'll make it worse. I promise. The Lord wants to do something profound in this body. But he will wait on us to lay it down. I, uh, we, I'm going to speak for you too, sweetheart. We're tired of waiting. We're ready to see this happen. We're ready to see the Lord do what he wants to do. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And what happens? How many? All these things. Not some. All. I can't do my own righteousness. It's not about me. Seek him. Lay it down. Lay it down. Lay it down. Father, I ask you, in the mighty name of Jesus, to speak to hearts this week. Speak to hearts this week. Give us, give us the courage to come before you with humility and brokenness. Give us the willingness to come before you with humility and brokenness. Lord, teach us that it is okay. (laughs) It's okay not to be okay. But replace fear. We ask you right now in the name of Jesus, replace fear with your confidence. Replace self-loathing with God acceptance. Replace, knock down the idols that we've put in front of you. And give us new eyes. Please say it with me in the name of Jesus.
Amen and amen. Thanks, guys.